Hello, everyone. This is John Asplin, Superintendent of District 205. Thank you for tuning into the District 205 podcast. We'll be talking to many different people within the school district during these shows. This week, I'm very happy to welcome Mr. Evan Massey to the show. Coach Massey is a retired history teacher here at Galesburg and continues to serve as the GHS head girls basketball coach. Welcome, Coach. Thanks for having me. So I'm sure everybody that's listening probably already knows a lot about you, but in case there's somebody out there that's just new to the area or whatever, doesn't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Um, I grew up in Savannah, Illinois, and from there went to Knox College and student taught at Galesburg High School for Hal DeVore and got hired as a social studies teacher and started out coaching uh, assistant boys basketball and cross country and track and eventually moved into uh, girls basketball as a job. And I uh, taught social studies with focus with psychology and sociology for 40 years and now I'm continuing in basketball. So when you first started coaching here back in, what year was that? Uh, my first, the fall of 1974, and there was a, Galesburg was a three-year high school, and we had 2,200 students. <laughs> a little bit different back yeah. then. Now, who was the head boys basketball coach when you started as an assistant? Uh, I was assistant for Mike Owens. Mike who, Owens. All right. Who had replaced Coach Steele, is that right? Or correct. Yeah. The, the man following the man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so 1974, you start coaching, uh, basketball here, but then girls basketball, you started what season? Um, I did, I was assistant boys for three years and then off a year and then girls. And so I, I think it was 77, 78 or 78, 79 was the first year. And so you're entering into your, um, this would be my 44th year, 44th year as girls basketball coach. And for the listeners out there, I know coach won't bring it up. He's the second most winningest girls basketball coach in Illinois history. Um, uh, Dorothy Gators from from Chicago. Uh, Marshall is first, right? And actually third. There's a Dave Powers that's at Fenwick that's I apologize. like a thousand. Or okay. Something. Well, so he's he still, not. He's probably not listening. He's probably not listening. So he we didn't can, know. That's we right. Say well, that. well, once you pass him, then we'll yeah. play this episode, right? <laughs> uh, and so, how many current wins do you have as a coach? Um, somewhere. Uh, 940 950 something like wow, that wow so obviously a lot of uh, a lot of success here at Galesburg over the last 40 years and you had a tremendous run um, you know back in the early 2000s late 90s um, before we turn our focus on the silver streaks uh, I want you to uh, talk about maybe who are some of the better players you coached against in your time yeah that's an interesting question because uh a lot of times people will say, well, you know, girls basketball has changed and I think it has changed, but I think the, the best players in the, the 1980s, 1990s would be the best players now still. Um, it's just, there's more good players sure. with it, but um, there was a, a Jody Rathbaum that played a, a, a limestone. I think she had 50 points against us one game. Jody Rathbun actually yeah. taught for me at Farmington and still yeah. teaches there. She went to Arizona State and played basketball. Correct. She was very good. And then uh, Nora Lewis that was at Richwoods and then went to Louisiana Tech. And uh, she may have been the most dominant player that uh, played against uh, recently with uh, Bree Beal was somebody that was uh, decent. Uh, very decent. I yeah, guess. decent. Starter <laughs> yeah. in South Carolina. Yes. She's doing okay. Um, and then uh, 
there was, uh, I can't think of her first name, a wisdom that we played that was at Fenwick that went on to Purdue and was very successful. Um, that when we played Marshall, uh, uh, Pondexter that uh, went on and was in the WNBA was oh, yeah. very good. Uh, the catchings at uh, Stevenson, very good. So, um, unfortunately, I've had a chance to see a lot of very good players. Well, when you've had as much success as you've had, you're going to run into some people that are pretty unbelievable when you get to the mm -hmm. levels that you are, you're getting those teams to. Um, so let's focus, turn our focus a little bit to the to the Silver Streaks. Um, in the past, like who are some of the who are some of the most memorable players? I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to mean good, bad. However, you look at that, just saying who are some of the most memorable players you've coached here? Yeah, and um, I think it's um, you know people say, well, you know, who's the best player, and they'll want to argue. You know, they'll I'll answer them, and then they'll argue with me that my answer. <laughs> yeah, you didn't fit what I wanted you yeah. to say. And I think those are questions where my answer might change from week to week in, in terms of doing, but I think I look back on some players that, um, that I think were program changers, you know, may not have been the best players, but were program changers. And uh, in the mid eighties, I had a player, Brenda Stewart, and our, I don't know if our team was even 500, but she, I, she was somebody who was one of the first players that really got the idea of, of, working on their own game and an irony is now uh she and her husband own in in madison wisconsin they own a, a gym oh. with they do that kind of thing with training and things so uh she had that impact that way uh sarah wood who i had talked to you before we got on was somebody who was just a, a tough kid and then later became a marine but right. as a player a tough kid who um just influenced others by um, her work ethic and leadership. And that was, she was playing in the mid nineties. And I think some of that attitude then rubbed off uh, to Molly Watson, who was yeah. more skilled than Sarah and some others and kind of got the ball rolling in that direction. And, um, you know, somebody that fits the same role of, of Megan Pacheco, Megan and Sarah Pacheco were both outstanding players, but Megan was somebody who played as a freshman and every year, sophomore, junior, senior year, we went to state. But again, you know, it was just kind of a, a toughness that she brought to things. And those, those kind of players are the ones that really, um, you know, as a coach, you, you probably get too much credit for things, but players like that are the ones that really change the program and take it to a different level because of their commitment, I think. So back in the, I believe it was the nineties, early nineties, you uh, brought somewhat of a revolutionary idea to the fact that there should be a lot of off season things that go on in girls basketball, just like boys basketball. And, and to my recollection, you brought that to the area. Can you talk about how that started? Um, I was, I still am on the, the IBCA, the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association on their all-state board and met there. Daryl Kipp, who is a coaching legend, was at uh, Maine West and he ran just an incredible summer league up in, in uh, Des Plaines. And so that was the first we really got our feet into the idea of doing summer games. And we went up there and saw the organization and 
so came back here and it was really our first ones were like i think 88 in the summer and just on a small basis did it and then built built with it but the idea was to give kids a chance to play and so now our facilities are nice where we've used two courts in Wyco and three courts in the field house and Thiel, and we've even used Lombard and Churchill at different times, but uh, get area teams, Frost off and varsity teams to come in. And it's uh, real positive for our Galesburg kids because they don't have to travel right. to the Quad Cities or Peoria and they get to play here. But it's also something where um, hopefully it's positive for a lot of the area schools because pretty much everybody that's within 35 miles of Galesburg, that that's where they send their teams to play. In the sure. Summer. Well, and I, and I uh, would credit you, uh, you know, Alwood had some tremendous teams mm -hmm. back in the nineties and Knoxville's had an incredible run for decades mm -hmm. now. And uh, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you started this summer league program because these girls had chances to have their, their, uh, the exposure and to, to be elevating their game against other better players from around the area. Mm -hmm. So I and think it's that's a great a great credit to you. It's also been a positive of a, a good employment thing of hiring college kids to work. And I take credit for getting Eric Matthews his start in life that he was <laughs> he was hired as a uh, a referee for us in the summer. He was a very mediocre referee, but he's a he's a better he's a better athletic. He was probably your tallest referee. Yeah. yeah, that's how you could recognize him. He was the tall one. Uh, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, so once again, you, you launched another career, Eric Matthews, <laughs> yeah. who's now our district athletic director only got that job because of his opportunity to coach summer league here or to ref summer league here in the nineties. Uh, so let's turn our, our focus now to maybe this season. So uh, you had some graduations like you do every year, but uh, you know, you're going to have a little bit of roster turnover this year. Let's talk a little bit about what do you think the, the 2021, 22 silver streets will look like? It's uh, to start with, it's, um, you know, it's almost, for most of the kids, it's a, a new thing of where uh, last night we met and talked about kind of some of the expectations and things. And uh, last year was so crazy that even the kids who are seniors have never gone through having a meeting and organized right. and doing those things. But we've got uh, a nice core of players that are, are coming back. We've got, um, four seniors. Uh, Cadence Lydic has played for us the last two years and has been kind of our defensive stopper. And uh, we've got Abby Davidson, who was on the varsity as a sophomore and tore ACL. And she's back. And I think a lot more confident now, a second year after the surgery with things. Uh, then uh, Abby Lingenfelter and Grace Nelson are the other two seniors. And uh, they're good core. And then we've got um, you know, some pretty good athletes uh, with things. Uh, Kiara Kilgore played last year as a freshman for us. Uh, Lily Clark is coming off the sophomore team. Kayla Pendergast off of the sophomore team. And, and so we've got a and uh, Capri Ferguson there. So they're all pretty good athletes. And so I think, uh, I think they're a group that we can play the way that's kind of fun to play, of be able to run and be able to press so hopefully that will all be positive for us so it sounds like you have the foundations of a, of a pretty good squad this year but uh let's uh if you could could you preview what uh what the western big six is going to stack up like this year um yeah that i i think um 
you know, the irony is I think we can be pretty good, but the, the problem is I think the, the conference is going to be pretty good that, um, Geneseo has won the conference the last two years in girls and they've got, uh, they graduated two of their starters, but otherwise they've got everybody back. So they'll be solid. Rock Island is just on a roll right now right. and they'll be, uh, tough to handle. And I think Moline and Quincy would also be, um, some of the favorites that way, but, um, you know, hopefully I, I think we have the potential that we can be in the mix and hopefully we can compete with all of them. Uh, so um, here we are right at the beginning of the season. Um, who are some of the early teams that uh, the girls are going to be playing as they start this season? Uh, we'll open up on uh, November 16th, a Tuesday against Limestone in our own tournament. And then uh, on the weekend, that weekend, We'll play Freeport on Saturday, and then Saturday evening we'll play Springfield, who's always a real strong team. So that'll be a real uh, good early test for us. And then we turn around the next week, and our first conference game is against Moline. So um, we'll right off the bat, we'll have a good idea of things that we need to work on. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no uh, there's no rest of the weary. It sounds mm -hmm. like you're going to have a pretty uh, tough start to the year, but, uh, you know, we always end up, having a really good season and, and that's a credit to you uh, and your staff and uh, who is on your staff this year, which it's really hasn't turned over, but for anybody that, that well, it, not listening. it did a little bit. Uh, Jay Barsinger had coached for 22 years that he, we laughed that uh, when I asked him if he'd be interested in coaching, I told him that the freshman coach at that time was leaving because she was pregnant and said it's really kind of maternity leave we just she's going to come back if you'll just do it for a year and 22 years later he ended up finally retired from it so um real excited that lexi daniels who teaches first grade at king is assistant and she played here at galesburg and it's just really exciting to see um i had great respect for her as a player but now to see her as growing as a teacher and as a young woman of excited to see the influence that she'll have. And then uh, Mike Rux is, I think this is his 32nd year as a sophomore coach. Wow. And then uh, Josh Biddle coaches junior high girls and then freshman girls for us. And I think it's his fifth year coaching it. So really fortunate that we've got um, some pretty committed people doing those. Things. Well, I, I think that's, that's a key to a lot of really storied programs is having a really solid coaching staff. And uh, for those of you out there that haven't seen Jay, I, I believe now he's the basis for the movie, Benjamin Button. He's aging in reverse. Every time I see him now yeah. retirement, I believe he's now 25 years old uh, because he looks younger and younger every time. I'm not sure how he's doing that, but I got to steal some secrets from him. But uh I'm sure he'll still be around the program a little bit because he's, you know, he's one of those guys that, that just, uh, you know, is always around kids and is just such a wonderful guy. And, uh, and Mike, this is his last year of, of teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's retiring after 34 years as a, as a teacher here. And, uh, you know, so uh, there will be some transition here. And then mm -hmm. Lexi is, you know, very young and right out of college. And so there, there's a nice mix there. You've yeah. got some, some youth and a lot of experience and, you know, Josh has obviously been with the program a while. He's been with the district a long mm -hmm. time. So um, it's great to see that mix of, of folks there. And, um, you know, obviously with your guidance, we, we look forward to another really successful season here of Galesburg girls basketball. And 
hopefully when I ask you back later in the year, we're talking about all the successes we had, and I look forward to watching your team play this year. Thank you.